Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Disruptive Nutrition's recipe subscription. At Disruptive Nutrition, we know that food is fuel, and so we eat a lot. And while grab-and-go quick meals may make it simple, we know that it can also get boring. We also believe that at family dinner, we should never have to eat a different meal than our kids because we are losing weight or on a diet. Finally, We also know that eating healthy is actually different than eating correct, and many recipes out there may be healthy, but almost all of them are not correct or well-balanced the way we teach at Disruptive Nutrition. That's why we developed our recipe subscription. Family-friendly and tested by our kids, these recipes are simple, yet busting with flavor. And with everyone totally PFC balanced and healthy, we truly have taken all of the thinking out of what's for dinner. Eat with your kids, teach them how to fuel themselves correctly, crush your own goals, and jazz up your dinner routine all at the same time. Our subscription is only open twice a year, so go to www disruptyournutrition.com slash recipes and if it's closed join the waitlist and get some free recipes to try out but if it's open be sure to jump on it because there's nothing like it on the market this week I am thrilled to come back and talk about something that is so near and dear to my heart that is so important, I think, for all of us to talk about, and we haven't really ever done an episode on this. So we're going to dig into the concept of eating with your family. And I know growing up, we would often see our mom have a different meal than the rest of the kids. And as as much as I talk about it, like with our members and stuff like that, I actually have come to realize that that is still happening a lot in a lot of families out there. And so I want to dig in because this isn't just about um, like, how do you have the same meals as your kids, like not cook, like not do the chaos of cooking a hundred different dinners, but also why? If you know anything about us, you know that we are really into our why. And understanding that when we have a really strong reason for doing something, we are then much more uh, apt to do the thing that we want to do. I mean, 
it's like, so when I was in Mexico, I couldn't get over the fact that they were still really deep into COVID. And, you know, we're out here in, in, in Connecticut, just if we're fully vaccinated, don't have to wear a mask and life feels like it's getting so much more back to normal. But in Mexico, it really isn't. It is still um, very restrictive. Uh, they're still really struggling. They're, they aren't able to do the vaccinations and people are still getting COVID quite a bit. So everybody was wearing masks, everybody, everybody, everybody. And there was a lot of fear still around it. And I will always say that it's shocking to me if in January, 2020, you or February or March for that matter, anybody had ever said to you, everybody will be wearing masks in the world. You would have been like, heck, no, that'll never happen. We even said our kids can't wear masks in school, right? We said, nobody's going to be able to just wear masks all the time. That's unreasonable. Well, we did, right? And I, and I talk about the fact that the reason why we did is our why was really strong. And people acclimated. People changed their behavior in massive ways. As a former behavior specialist, because a lot of you know, I was a teacher for 24 years. I know about behavior. It's one of the things that I think makes us so unique than any other quote unquote nutrition coach out there. It's because I know how to teach so people learn, but also so much of what we do is all based in our beliefs. And so our behavior stems from our thoughts and our beliefs. And I understand behavior change, especially because I did it for so long with kids. Believe it or not, it's sort of the same with adults. So as we talk today about eating with our family, I want us to dig into why that is so important. Because again, massive change, behavior change can't happen unless you have a really strong reason to change. And that's why like when I talk to women every single week from all over the country, and they tell me that they wanna lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 80 pounds, 100 pounds, the first question we ask is why? Why do you wanna lose weight? It's not just, I just wanna lose weight. We have to dig in deeper because if it's really that important to you, then you're gonna to need to stick with something that works forever. And I talk about long-term lifestyle changes and that doesn't come with bad diets. And in fact, the reason why you're in the situation that you're in has a lot to do with the fact that we have done all those bad diets and they don't work for the long term. And in fact, a lot of women will say, well, keto worked and then I got off of it or fasting worked. And then, and I would say, what's your definition of worked? Because to me, if you can't do something forever, and if it's not making your body healthier, if it's not speeding up your metabolism, if it's slowing down your metabolism, if it's not making you sleep better, giving you more energy and allowing you to truly stop obsessing, it's not working. So that's my little soapbox for you right now. But I'd love to hear from you a little bit. So put in the comments, if you eat the same meal as your family, or if you feel like you have to eat separate meals with your family. So if you're watching this live, I would love for you to put this in the comments, same or different, okay? So it's different meal or same meal as your family, like for dinner time, for example. Now we are all on our own during the day. We like, you know, we grab and go our PFC meals all day long, but at dinner, we sit together as a family and we all eat the same. But it took us a long time to get there, especially because 
when my kids were younger, I felt like they weren't going to eat the same things as us. And that might be true. But I also know I had a mindset that they just wouldn't eat certain things. I also know that I felt like I needed to eat something different than my kids because I was always on that. And so that's where we really shifted to making sure that since our kids were little, they've been eating the same food as us since I got healthy, since I got my mindset right, since I came through the other end of this diet roller coaster. So let's talk about why it's important to be to be eating the same foods as our families. Now, I know all of you have like different age kids and, and for like, I have a nephew who's three years old and he may be at a different time frame of eating than his parents. Um, but if he does sit down and eat dinner with his family, there are portions of, or pieces of mom and dad's meal that I know a two or three-year-old can have. And it's really interesting because sometimes people will say, well, my kids just won't eat any of that stuff. But kids will eat what you what they're used to eating, right? What they um, are are given on a regular basis. And I know this because I lived in Asia for six and a half years with my kids, and I love sushi. And so we would go to sushi restaurants a lot. And um, the sushi restaurants were on a conveyor belt, and the food would be brought over, and you had to grab your food and eat it. And so we had this thing like if you grab your food, you have to eat it. So the kids ate raw fish. Right. So, uh, and then now they love sushi and like sushi is like our, our weekly thing that we love to do. So kids will eat if they're used to eating it. Now it might be in baby steps. Maybe they're used to chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and that's all they'll eat, but we can easily start to integrate some other foods in. And I always talk about 1% progress at a time. Right. Okay. So, um, we'll dig a little bit more into that, but let's just really talk about why this is important. So, I want us to think about the message that we're sending when we are eating a different meal than our kids. Either we are eating a healthier meal than our kids and we think our kids won't eat it. Or in reality, if you're eating a different meal than your kids because you're on a diet, because you have a different time frame um, than your kids, you're on a different schedule where your diet is dictating you aren't eating. Um, if you, uh, are giving your kids whatever they want, and then you're eating something else where they're not forced to, and I don't want to use force, but they're not kind of engaging in the family meal that you're cooking. I want you to think about the message that that's sending. And so put some comments in for me about like what your situation is and what you're doing right now with your family, but really why. Because the message that we often said, and I know this was the case for me, was that mom didn't have to kind of do the same things that we did. Uh, mom was in a different regime. Mom was on a diet. And it is so important for our girls and for our boys, because our girls grow up thinking that mom has to be on a diet. And boys grow up thinking that moms have to be on a diet. And when we, I know as parents, I know as, 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 as those who love our kids more than anyone else loves them, we want to raise independent adults that are truly, truly self-sufficient, healthy, and strong. But there are these little messages that we are sending that are actually kind of forming what their beliefs are. So that's the first thing I want you to take a look at. If you're eating a different meal, then why? And what message could that be sending to your kids? Um, I also think that 
when we start promoting a healthy lifestyle early on and don't just feed into the processed foods, our kids don't know anything else. And when they know how to eat healthy, you're setting them up with so much more than like uh, a financial nest egg could, right? A lot of times you'll say, we want our kids to live a better life than we live. And we think about it as money. But I want you to be thinking about it in the practices that you're doing. If your kids are only two and three, this is the perfect time to start helping them to see that healthy, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels, right? And that when they're used to having vegetables, proteins, and healthy fats, when they're used to having those healthy proteins, fats, and carbs, that becomes what they want. I don't know about you, but I love healthy food. And when I was in Mexico, I totally was able to eat like the, the foods like chilaquiles is one food. If you know chilaquiles, right? Chilaquiles, you can spell it any way you want, but it is one of my favorite Mexican foods. No guilt at all. Um, but I definitely engaged more in some foods that maybe weren't as healthy. Um, I tried to do as correct as I could and I ate all the time, but definitely I was you know, I did some more appreciation meals than I normally do. But now that I'm back, it's like I was craving the healthy food. After a while, it was like going to another restaurant didn't even feel that exciting to me anymore because I just didn't love the way my body felt. And when kids get that healthy experience on a regular basis, that's what they end up wanting and craving. So I want us to be thinking about that. So I want you to really think about why it might be important to eat a meal with your, with your family. And so and I also want to help you just really make sure, especially for all of our new people, to understand what we teach, what it means to have a meal with our family, okay? What that actually looks like. So I want you to be thinking about the three questions. I always say, what three questions before starting any nutritional approach should you be asking? And the first one is, is what I'm doing based in science? And, you know, very often depriving ourselves, dieting, while it's, it actually is based in science, in that it's deprivation. All of those diets are all the same. They deprive our body of food. And we can talk about fasting, but in, so, in reality, fasting is just a way of controlling our calories, is trying to take in less than we burn. And when we do that, we're often spiking our blood sugar, and then we're, we're digging into our muscles because our blood sugar is really low. So while all of those things are based in science, it's not necessarily what you want or what your body wants. So the first thing is, is it based in science? In, and in that, right, is it what our body wants from us? But number two is, can we do it for the rest of our lives? And if we're doing something right now that we can't do for the rest of our lives, I want to know why you're doing it now. A short-term kind of punch to your body a short-term trendy diet, short-term intervention is only going to confuse your body. Your body thrives on consistency, just like any other relationship does. Remember, every relationship that works is based on trust. And trust comes from positive interactions consistently over time. Your body is no different than you. So if you're trying this diet and trying that diet and doing this and do that, binging on the weekends and eating nothing during the week, that is the definition of inconsistency. And so you want to be able to do something you can do for the rest of your life that's going to make you feel satisfied and not deprived. That's going to make you excited about eating and understand how food fuels you. And the third question you need to ask, which I always talk about, is that would you put your kids on? And so if you are doing something that you wouldn't put your kids on, first of all, you got to ask yourself why you're doing it. All of our human bodies are the same. 
right? Now your kids might eat stuff that you don't want to eat, right? But if you're doing something that you would not put your kid in, I want you to understand that not only are you, that does, do I struggle for you about why you're doing it for yourself, but then what message are you sending to your kids when you do that? And if you have had a poor relationship with food, if you have had a poor relationship with your body over the years, I want you to think back to the messages that you learned and you heard when you were a kid. And I know for me, that was a big part of my story and why I ended up where I was and how much work I had to do to undo that. I always say we are filling our kids with this like imaginary moving box and all day long, all every month, every week, every year, we are filling our kids imaginary boxes. That's a moving box. And then at some point when they are out of the house, they're going to take that box and they're going to unpack all the stuff that we taught them and then live their lives. And if our goal is to raise independent, successful adults, we really need to be thinking about what we're putting in that box. And so if you're doing something different than what you would put, give your kids, then you got to tell yourself, mm, what am I putting in my kid's box by doing that? So when we think about family dinner, I think about the fact that we want to be a unit. There is so much data and research on how important family dinner is. So that's in and of itself really important. But what we're putting in front of us sends a message as well. So remember, if we can't do it for the rest of our lives and we wouldn't let our kids do it, and not based in science, we shouldn't be doing it at all. And so let's talk about what that looks like because in all reality, we're fueling our body with food. We're not depriving it. Our body doesn't want to be deprived. Our body's a refuel as you go machine. I want you to think about the word deficit. Since when is a deficit a good thing? I can't think of a time that a deficit allows you to flourish, whether a deficit-based thinking, a deficit in the economy, or a deficit in our food, in our body, we can't flourish. And so we need to be eating. And so if you're eating, like I did, I, when I, before I knew any of this, a salad when everybody else is eating pizza and no dressing and just rabbit food, understand that I am depriving my body and teaching my kids that that's normal. If I'm having soda and I won't let the kids have soda, I, those are moments and those are our are, are concepts that we are teaching to our kids, okay? So let's think a little bit more about the concept of fueling our body. So if we're eating every three to four hours, we are eating a protein, fat, and a carb. It's all about blood sugar stabilization. When our blood sugar is stabilized, our body turns into a fat burning machine. Our hormones are balanced. We have more energy. We sleep better. The macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbs. Those are what our bodies need. And we want them at the same time. Protein and carbs balance out our blood sugar and fat slows down our digestion. It fuels our brain and it makes us full longer. And so everything is a protein, a fat, or a carb or a combination of them. That's what makes dinner so easy. Because as long as you have protein, fats, and carbs, that is powerful. That is no more eat all of your food on your plate before you can have dessert. This is no more just eat your vegetables and then you can have dessert. This is to me, what I say to my kids is, where's your protein, your fat, and your carb? Now you may not even feel like you know what a protein, fat, and carb is. That's why this group is so important. You can do tons of research. We have lots and lots of resources 
But if you don't know what a protein, fat, and carb is, then sure as heck your kids don't know and they need to know. Because when you understand food, when you understand how it fuels your body, you can do anything. Our purpose in life is not to find the best diet. It is to know what fuels our body so that we get to our optimal health because then we'll get to our optimal weight. And then to stop obsessing about it, stop thinking about it and do the thing that we're actually put on this earth to do. We are all here for a purpose and it certainly wasn't to find the right diet. So if you are obsessing about food, I want you to ask yourself, how often do you think about food? How often do you think about your weight? Then you are likely putting on those mindsets to your kids and dinner time is where it often comes together. So one of the things that we can be doing is I want you to think about how food, there's two things with food. Food is not good or bad. Food serves our body or it serves our soul. And there is some food that serves my body and serves my soul, to be very honest with you. But what I want you to do when you're thinking about, when you're, when you're planning dinner, you think about to your family, we should have more body-serving meals than not. Because if they're all soul-filling, like a lot of the ones I had in Mexico, it's like Christmas every day. It becomes less special, right? You can have that soul-filling food when you're really wanting it and talk to your family about it. So I first teach my family, there's food that serves my, our body and there's food that serves our soul. And both of my daughters have issues that when we are eating healthy and correct, PFC balance, they go away, right? So I love that they're discovering that and we can use the words to serve our body and serve our soul. That is so much different than food is good or bad. So that's the first thing you're gonna do when you're feeding your family. You're going to also be intentional. You're gonna have a time that you're all gonna eat together. Now you may be doing... Our, our approach, and we know we eat every three to four hours, and you may feel like, oh my gosh, but if I eat every three to four hours, what if I'm not, it's not time to eat when it's dinner time? My kids usually eat at a different time than me. Then I would say adjust your eating. If you eat a half of a meal, it'll buy you an hour and a half the time. So just adjust it so that you're now able to eat with your family. So if timing was an issue, you could throw that off the table. Timing was never an issue for me. If I know I'm going to have, a, like, want to have a a dinner with my family, or if I'm going to go out for dinner, and I know that's going to be at six, but I was due to eat at like 4.30. And I know if I eat, I won't be hungry again until 7.30, then I'll eat a half a meal at 4.30, and then it'll be right on time for my six o'clock dinner, okay? But I want you to be really intentional about what you're cooking and planning it. So on Sundays, I sit and I plan out our meals for the week, or the meals that I'm responsible for, and I'll tell you that in a second. And so, and we put it on the board so everybody knows this is what we're having. I often say, I'm sorry, this isn't a restaurant. There's not a menu of choices you get to choose from for dinner. I'm not making five different meals. This is what we're having for dinner. And I'm so excited for you to try it because it's gonna serve your, your soul. I mean, it's gonna serve your body. It's gonna make you feel really healthy. And it's got your protein, your fat, and your carb. That's gonna give you the energy that you need. It's all in how we frame it, right? So on Sundays, I'm intentional. We go through our recipe subscription, figure out what meals we're going to make, get our grocery list in there, and we involve the kids. And this is really, really big when it comes to eating with your family. So when you, we actually have, and this depends on how old your kids are, but we have a board and we have certain days of the week, each family member is responsible for dinner. And so because our recipes, especially in our recipe subscription, are so simple, but super tasty and family friendly, the kids can make them. So we have requirements and you can do this from kids that are about like 11 years old and up, really. They have to have a protein, fat and carb. Anything you choose from the recipe subscription will work and you gotta get the grocery list. We'll go shopping for you. And they're responsible for dinner. Isn't that cool, right? 
But also, even if they're too young for that, they can be looking through, like you can have, we, we have uh, members that have the kids look through the different recipes and say, which ones do you want this week? And they pick them. And then you could put it up and put a picture up. And this is what's for dinner tonight. And, and everybody gets to in, in, in involve themselves in it, but you're eating on point. You're eating a protein, fat, and carb, and you know you're eating healthy, and your kids are learning how to do it too. So there's no need for the different meals. Now, if your kids like mac and cheese, get yourself a healthy mac and cheese recipe. It doesn't mean now there might be food that you decide you're not going to have because it doesn't serve your body in a certain way. Like, for example, dairy for me doesn't serve my body. So if we have a meal that has dairy in it and I decide to remove the dairy for me, my meal might look different, but I make sure I say why. You know, mommy's body doesn't do dairy very well. So I had to take the cheese off of mine. It's not because mommy's on a diet. Mommy's trying to save calories. Mommy's trying to lose weight. This isn't, this cheese does not serve my body. What food does not serve your body, right? And having the conversation around that in your family is so, so, so important. So I want you to be thinking about this because uh, one of the things that's so cool with the timing is that our recipes that we have are all PFC balanced, but here's the problem. And people get so mad at us about this, but sorry, sorry, not sorry. They're just a lot of work. As you can imagine, being able to figure out what to cook, being able to figure out recipes that are both healthy and PFC balanced can be really hard. So all year long, my coaches, my recipe manager and I are cooking and making recipes that our, our kids test and our kids make. And the biggest test is that my husband makes them too. And then I really know it's easy. But we make sure that we have all of those recipes for you. We are launching our recipe subscription. We only launch it twice a year. So I want you to get excited because you don't have any excuses as to why you can't eat as a family. It's, it can be hard, but if you have all these recipes you are going to be able to choose them and have your kids choose them. And there's pictures and you can hang them up and it's so simple. So I want you to really be thinking about why it's important and then how to do it. And if you have the right tools, it's like any job, you have the right tools, you're going to be able to implement it really simply. So here's the thing, our recipe subscription opens um, only twice a year. And so I'm just gonna let you know about it this week because it's only gonna be open for I think four days. So you're going to want to jump on it as soon as it's open. If you want to get on the wait list and get some recipes right now for dinner this week, go to disruptivenutrition.com slash recipes, and you can see all about our recipe subscription. That's closed. You can't, you can't get into it yet, but you can get on the wait list. And then I will send you a few recipes as little samples that you can try this week. So I try to make things as simple as, you, as I can for you so you can implement this lifestyle forever. No excuses. And so we work so hard on our side to be able to do these recipes for you so that you don't have to think about it. And when you are sitting down on a Sunday and you just open up the app or open up your laptop and you look at the different recipes, it's so easy to decide, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to have? And involve your kids in it so they get excited and they want to try these new recipes that you're getting as well. Got it? So I hope that this was helpful for you. I want to know in the comments what you're thinking about, what your response is. 
If you're going to commit to eating with your family, then do it. If you're excited about the recipe subscription, then say recipe subscription in the comments. We are super excited about it. It's like I said, we only launch in July and January. So your chance will be over after next week. So make sure you jump into it. So important to be spending this quality time with your family. I mean, my goodness, my girls are just a couple years away from being out of the house. Those of you that either have kids that are out of the house already or are right there with me, you know how fast it goes by. Take advantage of the time that you have to fill their box with all the good stuff that they need. Thanks, guys. Bye.